This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 on August 10th, 2022. Good afternoon, and thanks for joining us for the Wednesday edition of the WBBM Noon Business Hour, presented by the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Rachel Pearson, filling in for Rob Hart. Media personality Paris Hilton says she'll interact with her fans and sell digital goods through the site Sandbox. We'll learn more about it in our next segment, but right now, the release of the Consumer Price Index for July tops today's data. Let's break it down with the help of Gus Fauché, chief economist at PNC Financial Services based in Pittsburgh. Gus, what are some of the key takeaways from this CPI report? Uh, that inflation slowed in July from June, but it still is very high, and we're still seeing you know strong price increases for many of the goods and services that consumers buy. And what are some of the, I know energy prices are down, gas prices are down, uh, but there are other uh, sort of areas where we're still seeing a rise in inflation. That's right. Food prices were up about 1% on the month, and that was the, the second strong increase. Uh, you know, so a lot of the things we buy every day are going up in price. Uh, rents are increasing at a, at a pretty rapid clip because of the tight housing market. Um, on the other hand, we did see, uh, you know, airline fares fall. Uh, so there are some bright spots out there. Sure. And again, a sort of a sign that inflation could be peaking, but we know that the climb back down is certainly going to take some time. Does this take a little bit of heat off of the Fed? Um, I think it takes a little bit of heat, especially because we had that very strong jobs report for uh, July that came out last week. So I think the Fed will continue to raise interest rates aggressively this year, but um, this may mean that they don't need to raise rates quite as aggressively. But interest rates are still going higher through the rest of 2022 and into 2023. The the Fed also said that it remains focused on on core prices, and we know that core CPI rose uh, just about 6% annually. Can you sort of help us understand what that would mean moving forward? Um, yeah, so uh, you know, uh, core prices tend to be stickier than overall prices. So obviously, food and energy prices can swing a lot, as we've seen in the past few months. Um, but what the Fed is looking at are what's going on with rents, what's going on with prices for education, for healthcare, those types of things. And you know, we are still seeing high inflation there, and the Fed needs to bring those down. And that's why they will be raising rates uh, through the rest of 2022. Still, though, the less than expected uh, rise in inflation, is it a sign of more good news to come? Uh, certainly, we, we, you know, we've had a, a string of bad news over the past year or so in terms of uh, supply chain issues, in terms of the Russian invasion of Ukraine and so forth. The big thing is, is that we are seeing some of these supply chain problems fade, uh, that we are seeing businesses figure that out, that we are seeing more production there. We're also seeing slowing demand for goods because we've been buying a lot of goods over the past couple of years. So uh, I'm hopeful that we will continue to see inflation slow, but it's going to remain higher than the Fed would like. Uh, throughout 2023. Also in the CPI report, a a bit of good news for for workers amid all the inflation, just a slight increase in their real wages. 
that's right. I mean, obviously, consumers have been falling behind with prices up more than their wages. But uh, I think that situation is changing, that wage growth is still pretty good. Inflation is slowing. And so I think that that is good news for consumers. And that will allow them to increase their spending in late 2022 and into 2023. Thanks so much, Gus Fauché, chief economist at PNC Financial Services based in Pittsburgh. Coming up, Paris Hilton is taking her business into the metaverse. Conversation that's on the money. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Paris Hilton is the latest media personality to set her sights on the metaverse. Let's find out what she's up to with Shelley Palmer, CEO of the Palmer Group and founder of the Met Academy in New York, New York. Shelley, uh, help us understand this a little bit. We, I know what the metaverse is. I know who Paris Hilton is. But when you combine the two, I get a little lost. I think everyone's a little bit lost in the metaverse because while everyone's talking um, using that word, I don't think that word means what you think it means. Uh, And that's because it's undefined. Uh, Is it cartoon characters in a cartoon universe? Well, sure, that's one kind of metaverse. Is it the uh, augmented reality uh, that you might experience wearing a pair of augmented reality glasses or even the heads-up display in your car? Well, that's another kind of metaverse where the physical and digital meet. So there's no definition technologically, but there is a definition ideologically, which is that uh, in the metaverse, both users and creators will share in the value they create. And here, what Paris Hilton is doing is pretty straightforward. Her 1111 Media Group is going to, uh, inside of a, a metaverse, a cartoon universe, a virtual world called The Sandbox, they're going to launch Land, which is going to be a place where she can interact with her fans and she's going to be able to sell digital goods or virtual goods or digital assets inside this uh, version of the metaverse. And uh, she's been in this a long time. What people probably don't realize is that she's been an early, early adopter and an early explorer. She did a, uh, she DJed a party inside of Roblox, another metaverse, with that had roughly 544,000 people attending. So she's popular, which is really important if you're going to build any kind of project like this. And she's got some tech chops or some people with tech chops around her that are enabling her to take advantage of this new technology and kind of pioneers. So while we might want to make a little bit of fun of Paris Hilton because, you know, she's done some funny stuff. Ultimately, what she's doing here is uh, forging a a path for the people to or foraging through the woods and 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 clearing a path for those to follow behind her. I'm curious, though, what this journey for monetization looks like. Where does that come from? Is it from viewers? Is it sponsorship? And what does that look like? Because Paris has said, uh, at least in announcing land, that she's more focused on the experience, not so much monetization. But we know that that's certainly a part of this. Look, everything is a commercial venture with Paris Hilton, and truthfully, all businesses are focused on profit. In order to profit, what you need to do is motivate a community of interest, a community of passion, or a community of practice, and you need to give them a way to share in value and give them utility. So usually it's one to many. Like this radio broadcast, we're enriching people's lives or we're giving people information that they seek. That's the utility of this broadcast. And while we're not paid directly, advertisers will bask in the halo of this content of the community that we're able to gather. Well, in the metaverse, you have a one-to-one relationship uh, with your community. And if you give them utility, they will give you money back. And that money may come in the form of their attention, a little bit of bandwidth, a little bit of their hard drive. Um, And if you put all those three things together, uh, there will be a method of exchange, either a cryptocurrency or or a non-fungible token, and they will have value and they'll be exchangeable. Uh, over, uh, you know, in, in marketplaces where 
real money, fiat money, can be exchanged for these tokens, whether they're fungible or non-fungible tokens. If this all sounds confusing, uh, this is why we built MedAcademy.com, <laughs> so that you could go free and risk-free, go try something and not, not get confused about it. It is a very, very new construct, and believe me, uh, a lot of people are just using these words without knowing what they mean. So I would beg everyone to get a little bit of knowledge. Google's good that way. We appreciate the information here. Shelley Palmer, CEO of the Palmer Group and founder of the Met Academy based in New York. You can follow him on Twitter at Shelley Palmer. Up next, the benefits you need to negotiate when it comes to considering a new job offer. A deposit for your future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It can be flattering, even exciting, to be presented with a new job offer, but that doesn't mean you should immediately take what they give you. Let's get some insight from Rick Cobb, founder of workplace consulting firm To Discern, based here in Chicago. And Rick, I wish I had you in my back pocket when I was starting my uh, career in the broadcast industry several years ago because uh, I did I did take the first offer they gave me, and man, is was that regrettable. So what are some things that we can negotiate when it comes to a new job offer? Yeah, I think this is critical. And, and let's be clear, this is after you have the offer. Because if you don't yet have the offer and you're negotiating uh, additional benefits, hours, flexibility, you might actually be talking yourself out of getting the offer. Right. So let's, we have the offer now. And so I think that you have, to, you have to have spent some time thinking about what makes sense for you as an individual. This, this, it's an individual transaction. It's no longer just everybody else got it, so I get it to the, the egalitarian. Everybody gets treated the same way. Are you, are you cash compensation driven, and is that the priority for you? Are you looking for uh, flexibility in your schedule, whether it's some sort of a, 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 a hybrid where you're able to work a certain number of hours or a certain number of days from home? Um, are you, do you come from a place where you had a great, uh, you had accrued a lot of vacation and PTO paid time off, and therefore you want to retain that as much as possible. So what are what are your number one, number two, and number three things that you really want to hit? Uh, that's that's the first thing. I think the other thing that's critical that people lose track of is uh, the culture of the organization itself and whether there's anyone who is going to actually mentor, guide, or build or bring you up. And a classic example of that from current times is you've got, oh, we have to get into social media. So let's bring somebody in that knows how to do that. That's great. They're very good at it. But the people they report to don't understand it. So they're interested in volume for social media as opposed to quality. You just want to see a lot of clicks. Uh, that's going to have the absolute opposite result in sales is what you want. Right, right. The other thing, too, is uh, some companies will say, you know, hey, our hands are tied when it when it comes to salary, but uh, that doesn't mean you can't talk about maybe a bonus or some other types of perks through the company. Absolutely. There's, there, and there's bonuses at the beginning. There's a sign-on bonus, uh, you know, where you can negotiate once you've got the offer, say that's, you know, that, or there's, you can take the bonus. Instead, there are organizations now that are actually offering, uh, you know, a paid time off before you start. So now that we've now that you're on board and we want to take you off the table so nobody else hires you, we're actually going to give you a week or ten days of paid time off before you start. Uh, so that's a, that's a that's a unique way of getting at things, and you can ask for that as well. And then certainly when they're you know we're not really sure this is a new role, we don't know how well it's going to work. Little red flag there. Well, who's done it before? Have you ever done it before? Am I the first person? Am I the canary in the coal mine? And alternately, uh, who's going to show me? Who's going to measure and evaluate my success? 
how, who's going to say whether I'm doing what I need to do? And is there a bonus? Can we attach a bonus to that? If I hit these targets, can, is there a bonus that we can that we can work into my ability to make a difference in company profits? Thanks so much. Rick Cobb, founder of workplace consulting firm Two Discern. That's the number two Discern based here in Chicago. Still ahead in Personal Finance Wednesday, help informing a money strategy for a growing family. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rachel Pearson filling in for Rob Hart, and these are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Former President Trump blasts the New York Attorney General for investigating Trump's family business practices. Military veterans exposed to toxic burn pits now have better access to health care. It's Personal Finance Wednesday. We'll talk about some strategies to help a young family get on solid financial ground. Also on the financial front, why you need to know and understand your credit score. WBBM Business, the Dow is up 475 points, the Nasdaq up 316, and the S&P 500 up 78 points. AccuWeather says sunny skies, a high of 85 degrees. It'll be partly cloudy tonight, low 68. Then again, sunny tomorrow could see some scattered afternoon showers, otherwise a high of 77 degrees. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues, presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Ex-President Trump is hammering New York State's top prosecutor. The former president issued a statement blasting New York's attorney general, saying he now knows why innocent people take the Fifth Amendment. Trump says when he and all the people in his orbit have become targets of an unfounded, politically motivated witch hunt, you have no choice. He says the FBI raid on his home in Mar-a-Lago wiped out any uncertainty, and on the advice of his counsel, he declined to answer questions. Allison Keyes, CBS News. President Biden, meantime, has signed into law a bill expanding federal health care access for millions of veterans exposed to burn pits at American military bases. President Biden says many troops in Afghanistan and Iraq ate and slept too close to the pits. Toxic smoke, thick with poison spreading through the air and into the lungs of our troops. When they came home, many of the fittest and best warriors that we sent to war were not the same. Headaches, numbness, dizziness, cancer. My son Bo was one of them. The president calls the legislation long overdue. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Markets are rallying today. We're joined by Gary Kaltbaum, president of Kaltbaum Capital Management based in Orlando, Florida. Gary, let's talk about uh, some of the stocks making moves this midday trading uh, period. Uh, How about everything? (laughs) Uh, We have one of those uh, broad-based moves. Uh, This started on June 17th, uh, the day yields uh, topped out. Uh, That was the day the S&P 500 bottomed out. And since yields keep coming down, you've had a real good drop in most commodities. So the thought process of the market is that inflation worries is not as bad as a lot of people are saying. And we're, I don't know if we're off to the races, but definitely on a daily basis, uh, we see nothing but improvement. And today it broadened out even better. 
Yeah, I'm looking specifically at the tech industry. Meta, the uh, Facebook parent company, up almost 6%. Netflix even up 4%. Um, I'm curious, though, to to pick your brain here. If inflation has, in fact, peaked, which stocks or or sectors will sort of lead the comeback rally? Oh, technology. It always does. Uh, Technology has led markets up and down uh, forever. It doesn't mean the same names are going to continue to lead. Uh, but that's overall. And the reason being, that's where your biggest growth is. Uh, software companies that have 100% growth rates, uh, things like that. And uh, until that changes, that that's where you got to go. But keep in mind, it's not for the faint of heart, because when things go awry, uh, I can tell you that the average technology stock dropped between anywhere between 50 and 75% uh, since last year. Are there some uh, less risky areas investors might turn to for some shelter then? Well, everything has risk, but uh, other areas don't move as crazy as things like technology or a Tesla stock. I am noticing financials starting to act better now. Transports, nobody's talking about them. They're up 10% in the last 10 days. Uh, So when I use the term broad-based, it's basically mostly everything, the tides lifting, almost all boats right now, and the keep fingers crossed that continues. Well, that's just it, is hoping that it continues. Uh, and we know that, that even if this has peaked, the, the climb back down from inflation is going to take some time. Uh, you would think so. And I still worry about uh, policy, a little too much onerous uh, from the powers that be, continue with their uh, spending ways and their debt and deficit ways that I think have fed a lot of this. And it looks like they're not going to stop. So it's a moving target at all times. What I tell people, just watch the 10-year yield. If it starts going back up again, bad. If it keeps coming down good, that's going to tell you everything you know. That's the real market yelling and screaming at you. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we also know that uh, this this could impact the Federal Reserve and its decision to to continue to tamp down on inflation. Uh, There's been a little bit of speculation that we may not see that 75 basis point hike again. What are your thoughts? Uh, I would suspect they're probably going to lower that. I'm not sure, probably to to a half, but just keep in mind, and this is very important, that most people don't get. They're just playing catch-up. Most everything is based on the yield of the 10-year. That's the real world. That's the mortgages and so many other things. Uh, The Fed uh, is still below that, uh, and they're just playing catch-up right now. I will start worrying if they start going above uh, the 10-year, that's where markets could get in trouble. And due to the fact they've been wrong on almost everything, uh, it's something to watch very closely. Also watching uh, earnings season as it continues, any reports that we're sort of keeping a close eye on moving forward? Well, earnings have not been good, uh, but the reactions have been good. And that, that's a conundrum for people to think about. Uh, the way we look at it is, oh, these things are down 50% already. Maybe all the bad news is into the market, and that's why they're rallying off of it. Uh, We'll see if that is the case. But all I can tell you right now, Apple's earnings down 8%, stock rallies. Amazon reports a 20-cent loss, stock rallies. Um, Google, its worst report, I think, in a decade, the stock rallies. As long as that continues, I think we're in good stead. Uh, And and the good news is some of the good reports uh, uh, have been bought up pretty well. So, Again, I think we're in a little bit of a sweet spot here. Uh, Near term, probably overbought. People getting a little too excited, so maybe we pull back a little bit. Uh, But I think the market's on some uh, good turf right now.
And again, we are expecting uh, Disney's quarterly reports after the bell today. Thanks so much, Gary Kultbaum, president of Kultbaum Capital Management based in Orlando. You can find him online at GaryK.com. Up next in Personal Finance Wednesday, putting together a money plan for your growing family. Your daily transaction for useful information. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Personal Finance Wednesday, and in this segment, we're putting a focus on families and establishing a solid financial plan. We're joined by by Ed Jertson, Certified Financial Planner and Founder of Engage Wealth Group here in Chicago. Ed, I love young love. Great to celebrate, but we don't necessarily want it to lead to financial heartbreak. Oh, what can we do? Yeah, love can be blind, but we definitely don't want to be blind when it comes to finances. So, you know, getting an an idea and understanding of each individual's, let's call it money DNA, is a really good conversation to have before you really start getting deep in terms of that love and that relationship, because then you have a better understanding of what the future may hold. And having a plan and being on the same page is really important for that young love. And then as the years progress and potentially developing a family, ultimately, that's a key. What might a financial philosophy or goal look like for someone? Give us some examples. Yeah. So if you are a young couple just starting out and you want to have children and you want to build out your family, so starting with understanding, you know, what kind of debt do you have today? Because one of the things that's not going to surprise your listeners, your expenses generally don't go down after you have a child. So you want to make sure your financial house is in order and that the two of you have an idea and a plan on how you're going to save not only for today, but also in the future. So that's a a great first step to make sure that at least philosophically you're on the same page. Even if uh, expanding your family isn't on the horizon or maybe in the distant future, we're thinking about retirement and saving up for that. Yeah, let's retire the word retirement, especially for young folks, because their eyes tend to glaze over. Let's call it financial independence. So most, if not all of us, are seeking financial independence, where at some point in time, we can choose whether to go to work or not work or do things. So for younger folks, having that goal of financial independence is probably, you know, deep embedded within them. So you know, practicality, start by paying yourself first. If you have an employer with a retirement plan, start there and automate it. Make that automated because life gets very complicated quickly and you get busy. And by just delaying five or 10 years can have a profound compounding effect further down the road. So start that today. Well, and for the young couples who have sort of established themselves in their career and established themselves financially, it's important to make sure that those assets are are taken care of just in case anything terrible should happen. Yeah, and that's the fundamental. We always start our conversations with our clients talking about that financial foundation, which is paperwork, which is something as simple as a will and powers of attorney for property and uh, property and health. Because ultimately, bad things do happen and unexpected things happen. And especially your listeners who have small children and they don't have a will, that will will tell the courts and tell the world where you want those children to be raised. You don't want attorneys and, again, the courts trying to figure out what happens to your money and what happens to your, to your children. I can't emphasize that point enough that that core foundational piece, that estate plan, is critically important. And just holistically, being on the same page sets you up for so much more success and alleviates a lot of obstacles down the road. Yeah, you don't have to be completely on the same page. I often joke that I've got a a PhD in marital psychology because ultimately (laughs) people come from two different backgrounds, and that's okay. 
the big things you want to be in agreement on. So one might be a spender and one might be a saver. And so ultimately, you just want to have a meeting of the minds and make sure those thoughts and ideas are aligned as best as they can. Because again, when you look at where challenges and relationships come in, generally money's at the top of the list. So as if you can kind of codify some of your ideas and then be absolving of each other from time to time, again, that goes a, a long way for financial harmony. Thanks so much. Ed Jertson, certified financial planner and founder of Engage Wealth Group in Chicago. The website, engagewealthgroup.com. You can join us at this time tomorrow for Technology Thursday. And still to come, a solid credit score can be a key to your financial well-being. Investing 60 minutes each weekday for planning for the future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. A credit score is much more than just a number. It can have a major impact on multiple areas of your financial life. We welcome Ted Rossman, industry analyst at creditcards.com based in New York. Ted, uh, what are credit scores and why do they matter so, so much? Your credit score really is one of the most important numbers in your financial life. It goes a very long way towards determining whether or not you'll be approved for loans and lines of credit and other financial products. It's basically a measurement of your risk as a borrower. How likely are you to pay that lender back? And uh, obviously, this is a number that's sort of created through a history of purchases and how trustworthy you are in making those payments. Um, But what is a good credit score? What's a good goal for people? If you can be in the mid-700s and above, that's generally considered excellent on the scale that goes from 300 to 850. So once you hit about 740 and above, it's really just bragging rights beyond that point. Another important cutoff is 670. That's often viewed as the barrier between prime and subprime credit or good versus fair, as some people call it. And again, that can make a pretty big difference when you're making those larger purchases with interest rates. I'm thinking specifically of mortgage loans or even, you know, a car financing, things like that. Yeah, we could be talking tens of thousands of dollars in interest over a 30-year mortgage, just that difference between tip-top credit and, and a lesser score. I mean, in some cases, the differences can be greater than that. The general rules of the road are pay your bills on time, keep your debts low, do it over the long haul. One good thing that you can do in the short term is to lower your credit utilization ratio, credit you're using, divided by credit available to you on your credit cards, maybe make an extra payment in the middle of the month or ask for a higher credit limit. Both could help. And again, asking for that limit doesn't necessarily mean spending to that limit. Yeah, you want to make sure that you're keeping your utilization relatively low. A common rule of thumb is to try to keep it below 30%, although FICO says that people with the best credit scores often keep it below 10 So the point is, keep your debt low, pay your bills on time. Realize also that this is usually measured on the statement date. So even if you pay in full and avoid interest, you may still have high utilization. That's where that extra mid-month payment or that higher credit limit could really help. Thanks so much, Ted Rossman, industry analyst at creditcards.com. You'll find past programs and later today a podcast of this hour at wbbmnewsradio.com and on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.